Is it me or is it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding? So Hollywood, Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Uh, so Hollywood, the podcast is the platform where everyone is treated equally, and I'm bringing them together with this thing called entertainment. Uh, as you guys know, I like to do a recap of all, well, not all, I'm sorry, my latest episode. I had the rap group, VABP, Virginia Boys Productions, um, in the Session 420 uh, building which is located in Virginia Beach. So if you guys uh, need an engineer, if you guys need a home, excuse me, a home studio in Virginia, uh, we have a studio out here. And um, it consists of six rappers based out of Suffolk, Virginia, and they were co-signed by Lex Luger um, himself, super producer. Uh, Harder than paint, Lex Luger, of course. And make sure you guys can follow them. Make sure you, man, listen. Every time I get up here, my words get all discombobulated. But we're gonna bring my special guest up here in just a second. Uh, follow the real VABP in just one moment. Catch the latest episode of So Hollywood the podcast on all of your streaming platforms. The latest episodes they will drop on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The video will also drop for my latest episode here shortly. I have a new team that um does my visuals, so bear with me. Like I said, everything is a work in progress. Um, without further ado, I'm going to give my special guest his flowers before bringing him up. He is a Norfolk, not Norfolk, Norfolk representative. Um, he's based out of Atlanta right now, uh, from what I'm seeing. Um, he's partnered with Wisdom of Dumb Drums. He's all Wisdom is also, um, he's not from Virginia, but he was, he was, um, he moved to Virginia at a later a later age <clears throat> in which he met up with Timberland as well. Uh he's co-signed by Timberland, FOE, uh, which is forever I said forever. Family over everything. I'm sitting here reading it and I can't even read. But anyways, without further ado, we got Jimmy Coding in the building. We're gonna pull him up, let him get him up. Mm-mm-mm. gonna pull him up and shout out for for wiz wisdom for even um connecting this how are you doing today uh oh okay there you go i can hear you now can you hear me 
Yes, ma'am. All right. Good, 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 good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. You got a baby face. I'm sorry. I'm, that's so bad to say. That That's no, that's not good. how we should start our interview. I'm so sorry. I, I get it all the time. It's all good. Because <laughs> I'm... I'm 38 so i'm not that far away so it's all good but anywho we're gonna get to this interview um how did this thing called entertainment enter your life entertainment been in my life forever Mm. like my granddad was a singer he was he was singing with a group because my father's side of the family they're from um new jersey where i was born in plainfield new jersey okay and um he was part of the singing, the doo-wop singing group called the Rockefeller. Oh, so this before this before chicken. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, he was doing his thing back then. But man, I always grew up. I grew. I mean, I grew up around music just in general, like seventies music, sixties music. I later got into like the music from the fifties and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. But Michael Jackson used to be my favorite. <laughs> that was that was my top dog. Like, before I knew anything about rap, anything, it was Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, no, like, true story. Like, my my dad used to run to the corner store, but the corner store was up the block. And when I was five, like, when I was five years old, uh-huh. I had a moonwalker tape by Michael Jackson. Right. I would just cut that tape off. <laughs> my dad would run up the block. By the time he'd come back, I'm still watching that song i mean like that video right like i never left it was just michael jackson i used to have blisters on my toes from doing a moonwalk on the winter so like all that like so it was michael jackson for me like that's how i entered entertainment <laughs> and yeah. you're originally you said you're from new jersey so what made you move to virginia at what age or you know around when did you get to, to virginia um i was three when i uh moved to park place to virginia Okay. So 26 in Newport. My mom is from Cary Park. She's from North. Oh. So, like, my mother's side of the family, they born and bred from North from Cary Park, the Asbell. So, man, it's just... Are you, you know, related to Fred? Fred Asbell? Child. I used to do fashion shows with him. He, he um, he styled my first photo shoot. That Listen, Correct. it's a small... Wor- he, I don't even know yeah, if I is. have the... Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I have this. Wow. Shout out Uncle Fred. Crazy. He's been styling he's, people up for years. He's styled. All of them. He styled, because he was with Dexter at one point, but he styled this photo shoot. Look, see, and I don't even be knowing half the stuff my uncle do because he's in his own lane, but hey, my uncle, he tears the city up every time. Like from the time I was in elementary, up until now, when I tell somebody my last name is, are you related to Fred? My, <laughs> my principal, my teachers. So I can't get away with nothing in school. You feel me? So, man. Yeah, thanks, Aunt. Right. Thanks, Aunt. Because like, I, I immediately, when I seen your, the last name, I was like, wait, it's only one Asbel that I know. And it can't be the yeah. same person. And then when you said that, I said, man, it's a small world and yeah, that's, dope. that's my mama's brother wow shout out to fred tell him i said what's up and <laughs> so so how was it or what was the entertainment scene like growing up in norfolk or in the virginia area period you said like seeing entertainment grow up growing up no i said um what was the entertainment scene like 
growing oh. up in the Norfolk or like the you know Virginia yeah. as a whole? Well, from when I was young, it won't really it was it wasn't one from from my understanding because it Snoop was out okay. when I was in, back in 90, 93, 94, whatever like that. Then it was like it was a big West Coast movement. Right. So I didn't really see anything moving in Virginia with music until Wu Tang came out because their street team and their family's from Virginia as well and right. located off the of 30th Street pop place, uh, rest in peace, and the rest of them dudes, man, for real. But um, like my like my sister and them, like they was cool with them. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Even the dude that was in the uh what you call it, the uh, the cream video. Mm-hmm. That was my sister's boyfriend at the time. You feel wow. what I'm saying? So it was like, when I came around these dudes, that's when it became a hip-hop scene for me. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that was, that's all I, that's all I knew growing up was Wu-Tang. My sister was just <laughs> Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. <laughs> so knowing, knowing some of them dudes from the background, like personally, I didn't really take heed to it. Like they put, they, I was like, and they put me on the motor combat. It was just, it was crazy. Like I'm saying, going to these houses, dude, we got big machetes and swords. I'm like, bro, you know what you was what going on? So, <laughs> bro, that's what it was for me as, as far as music. Right. It really wasn't nobody else. And after the whole Wu Tang thing, that's when I heard the production from Tim. Okay, and I heard that Tim was from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, you know, it really, I can't. I want to say that, uh, yeah, Wu-Tang, Timbaland and Missy, and Magoo, that was like it. Okay. As far as music okay. for me in Virginia. Okay. So that those were also considered your influences growing up as well? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Because, first of all, Missy, she was just dope. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. yo, who is this lady that looked like my mom in the trash bag? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Bro, it had me... Song for a loop, and I was just, I was stunned and I was shocked by right. seeing this. And later on, finding out that they were from Virginia as I was growing up, it just made me say, like, yo, it was like, it's something here. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a, a strong, we, like, we have people that's musical that's from Virginia, Correct. like, uh, musical influences, but we don't have, like, a certain sound. Right. You get what I'm saying? <clears throat> that mm-hmm. everybody can say, oh, yeah, that's a Virginia sound. Right. That later on came with Tim and Pharrell. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Yep. But before that, we didn't really have a sound. For right. Me. Right. So, um, when did when did you start your career as an artist? Man, with my next door neighbor Mercy Marco. Shout out Mercy. Um, when I moved back to Pop Place, because after I left Pop Place at a, uh, a young age. I moved to Florida with my dad okay. in Orlando for like a year. And um, I left there and I moved to Europe because my, my stepdad's in the Navy. Yeah. Okay. So my mom and I went to Europe. So I was living in Spain for like two, two and a half years. Okay. Cultured. You're cultured. <laughs> <laughs> so when when I moved back to Park Place, out of all places, I was first of all, I was like, yo, why is my mom moving back to North <laughs> And we living in Spain. Like, I was so... We were supposed to go to other places. I was like, no, 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 no. We're moving back. Well, so when when we got our house out in Norfolk, my next door neighbor, Marco, mm-hmm. he used to have, like, all the latest mixtapes. <laughs> and 
I used to be like, man, I can I can rap too, but I never really showed nobody I can rap. Right. You get what I'm saying? Around what age was this? So we can have a little this bit like of a timeline. Thir- this was like 13. 13. 13. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, man, Marco used to bring like he was a big Michael, Michael Jackson fan too. So Marco used to bring like the 50 Cent mixtape and all those stuff around, and all those things around. So Marco kind of he's kind of like the pusher of that one right, right there like right. yo to make you really want to start doing music because he was always into music right. you get what i'm saying and later on it just became this thing where i'm musical <laughs> <laughs> because we used to get like um the you know back back in the day when 50 cents started jacking all the beats on everybody yeah, yeah. we thought we can do the same thing <laughs> too but i knew nothing about no damn studios I never recorded in the studio. What? Like, we used to be on 32nd Street at my partner Tucson Pukanoot house. And we was recording off a karaoke machine. Wow. This time, you got CD ROMs and studios that's out that can burn this. But I'm burning tape with the tissue in it on a karaoke machine. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, recording. Yes. So, that's it. Yo, from there, like, Marco, he, he was finding certain spots. Like, yo, Dre got a studio around the corner. And um, and that's when I just huddled up with my people, my my brother Fat Man and, and the rest of those guys, man, like Roadblock, Fat Man, Tutu Pukanu, you name it. Like these are childhood friends that I grew up with. These right. are people I consider my brothers. You get what I'm saying? And we were under like um a bigger crowd. The other generation that was older than us, like my boy Gutter Boy Jock and them, they was already doing music. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But we wasn't doing. Like, we won't go into the studio with them all the time. We was with them, but it was like, nigga, you got to get your own suit time right. and do your thing. You want to do this music shit. Right. So, yeah, Marco, he, Marco is like the is the reason that I really started doing music the way I did right. is when I moved back to Park Place. And that was at the age of 13. So, 13, <clears throat> yeah. 13 is what, around what, middle school? Middle school. I was, I was. Matter of fact, I was going to, I went to Northside first, then I went to Blair. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> so once you realized that you could put bars, to, did you even know about like counting bars or any of that type of thing as well? You just, everything was pretty much fresh for you when it came to the, mm-hmm. the writing side and the freestyling and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. That's all we knew was how to freestyle because we were young kids. Nick, Nick bags of weed. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, we'll huddle up and we sharpen our skill by just freestyling. Even yeah. if we was battling each other, playing with each other, we would rap all day long. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That was it. You just, that was it. <laughs> and so um, once you graduated high school, what what took off for your career? And, and like, what happened um, after Man. that? Well, first, I okay. I dropped out. I ain't even graduated. Okay, grade. okay. I um uh, my mom she left Park Place and she moved uh kind of like an hour away or whatever, like in the boondock. Okay. And me moving down there, going to school, it wasn't a thing for me because it was like city meets the meets the the rural area, mm-hmm. and I got into it a lot with the um with the staff down there and the school board down there and stuff. So I just left and I went back to Norfolk to live with my brother Fat Man. Okay. And his people. So living with him, it was just more so uh it wasn't even about music at that time. It was just like, man, it's a vibe mode. I'm eighteen, 
we doing this out here because we was already into like you know block shit, street shit. Right, you get what right. I'm saying? But it won't. It was more so like nigga, you 18, get a job, get some money in your pocket, go flip some. You know what I mean? Right. And that's it. Try to try to survive right now. Right. You know what I mean? You becoming a man. I ain't had no license. I ain't had no nothing. Nothing in my name. It was just like, yo, you out here. <laughs> you so out early, here. I dropped out. I dropped out of school early and just, I just jumped off the porch quick. You feel me? And yeah. I was um, dealing with another crew at the time too because they moved to um, to my block on 34th Street at the time. And they were from out of town. They was from New York. Okay. But they were doing music as well. They like they was cool with a lot of reggae artists and stuff like that, like Silver Kalunja and all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, they introduced me to a lot of those guys. So being around the crew that I met from New York was like my first time actually being in a real, real studio. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And like recording and putting down the track and taking off from there. But other than that, fuck with do you remember the first wow. track that you recorded in that studio? <clears throat> the first track I recorded in that studio, because don't don't get me wrong, like I was I went in the real studio, and then you got the hood studio, <laughs> studio that's at the house. So my first so let's time get in both the, of them. Yeah, let's get yeah, them. yeah yeah. My first time in the hood studio was with my boy Grim, my boy Gutter Boy Jock's brother Grim, because okay. Grim was doing music too. Okay, and um. We went to our, our home, his homeboy, uh, D, my homeboy too. Uh, what up, D? D, uh, he stayed out Coleman Place, right? And he had this studio set up. So I was like, this is how niggas record. This is all niggas have? A computer and a closet? Like, bro, <laughs> I went in. So the, the first song I recorded with him was like the first thing that was put on a compact disc. And I went nuts. And I was like, yo, this is my voice on this. Like, yo, this, this is it. So from there, it was just more of, okay, this is how the music's supposed to go. You're supposed to be in a studio like that. But for right now, back to the money shit. Right. Fuck all the music. Right. We'll build a studio later. So messing with the dudes that I was dealing with, I end up recording in the real studio. Right. Like a year or two later. Okay. And that's when I just knew it was my thing because I was always gifted with it. Like I was saying, like we was always freestyling and stuff too. So. Like, I'm going to tell you, 90% of all the material that I put out mm-hmm. is freestyle. Okay, I was going to get so to I that. I was going to get to that. All right, all right. So you more yeah. of a freestyling than anything. Now, do, now, are you, can you write? Like, if it came down yeah. to it, you can do both. Because some people can, yeah. you know, some people can do just one or the other. And then, you know, they consider themselves a studio artist. I guess that's, somebody has said that on the, I forgot who it was, but they was like, yeah. I don't really do too much of the freestyle. I'm more of like the studio writing process. So you can do both. Right. Right. Mm. I can. Wow. I can. That's yeah. how, matter of fact, that's how I actually, I was never a writer. Right. Ever. For nobody. <laughs> like I got into that writing stuff later. Like my the first thing I wrote uh something for was Tim. And that was something he basically wrestled. So I actually became good at referencing okay. a lot of um uh, anything that I reference, I can put the words down to it just like I reference it. Yeah. So it was like um I wanna say, damn, I'm even trying to talk with that. Man, the first 
Yeah, he was like the first person I ever wrote some, some, something for somebody. Like, mm-hmm. other than that, it was, nah, it was just freestyle. Because even dealing with my later on situation, I became a writer dealing with Dope by Accident with Jobs. Gotcha. So yeah. that's how it actually, I got through the doors of like writing and stuff. But before that, it was just like, I'm kicking my own shit and I'm just giving them what I know, what's off the top of my brain or whatever. So, yeah. So, so when, I never. I, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I never really considered myself as a writer. So, when did you come across um, Timberland and Wisdom? And who, well, actually, who came first, Wisdom or Timberland? <clears throat> I'd say, if I had to put it in regular sense, uh, Tim. Okay. Tim came first. Okay. Because I, I was at a party where I was supposed to be at. Ooh. And because I was like 17 at the time, but you from off, you from off. <laughs> so I was, I saw Tim at the party. I was with the dude actually who put me in the studio with Sizzler in there. Okay. So I was at the party with them, and um, Tim had walked in. And my boy reached down, he was like, Yo, that's your boy Timberland, ain't it? And I'm like, I was shocked because that's my first, that was my first time seeing Tim. Okay. And I was like, Yo. <laughs> I can't be doing what I'm doing now forever. Uh, uh, so I'm going to go take this chance and I'm going to approach these niggas. Right. So I walked over to Tim. Like, I mean, he had security and everybody, but it was, they was chill whatever because it was like a a big event going on or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So when I walked up to him, I was, I, my first thing I asked him, I said, yo, you smoke? <laughs> you drink? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, look, I was ready to have champagne bottles come. Like, it was a set meeting already. Like, yo, I was on it. And they was like, nah. And I was like, yo, you looking for any artists or whatever? And he pointed pointed, pointed me in the uh, direction of his boy, Vaughn. Okay. And Vaughn is the first person I got in contact with to get in contact with Tim. Then there was a situation where I got, in, got caught up in some street shit. Mm-hmm. And when I was supposed to meet up with Vaughn to show him what I can do, I went to jail. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And um, when I got out of jail, I got out on bail. The first thing I did was buy a microphone, mm-hmm. the same shit I saw in the other studio. Right. Had the computer, got some beats, and I just started recording. Right. And I was like, yo, I got it. I was this close to film. I got to get this shit back. I got to find them niggas. Because... Vaughn, like, I don't know, when I got out and I called them, they was over in London on tour. Wow. So I wasn't going to see them for a while. But lo and behold, I record this 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 CD or whatever, this mixtape I put together. Mm-hmm. And I was at my daughter's mom's house out out uh, Pleasant Park, mm-hmm. that out Chesapeake. And one of the dudes that was in the party with Tim, named Quez, shout out my boy Q, I saw Quez car. I saw his car and then I saw him walk. I was like, yo, that was like the same fast walking dude that was at Tim Party because when I saw him at Tim Party, I was intoxicated, but it was like he was in You know that walk. You see that? I know that walk. I was like, bro, that's homeboy. So I took the CD that I had, I recorded when I got out and I put it on his windshield. Down, down, like down the sidewalk. He had a jab, gold Jaguar. Wow. I put it right on his windshield, and he ended up hitting me up 
and through him, I had to I had to rap for him a couple times. Right. <laughs> right. This is all serious and shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And through him, that's how I met Wisdom. He took me to Timberland Studio. And Damn, he before walking the in there, he said, <laughs> before walking in that studio, he said, yo, this is where lives change at right now. He walked in there. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. I saw that Rockefeller plaque. <laughs> it was a wrap. <laughs> I said, I am here. I'm about to fuck up the scene. I, everybody getting done. Who wants it? So that's how it was for me. Because it was like, bro, this is what I work for. This is the shit that I... I was getting crossing those hurdles to get to these doors right here. Facts. So when I when I got there, I saw Wiz, and my first time meeting Wiz, I rapped for like a whole hour. Wow. And that was just freestyle, and that was just off GP because that's I told you that's what we did in the neighborhood. Right. And yo, from there it was a rap. Wow. It was it. Wow. And Timberland was in the studio, and then you. He wasn't, wasn't in that studio. He wasn't in that studio. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't in the studio at that time because this is when this is fresh when Wiz just got his situation with them. Understood. You get Understood. what I'm saying? Yes. So at the same time, this is kind of like two new niggas at the table. But Wiz was already Wiz already had his foot through the door. He right. producing okay. for uh for G for Sebastian already and stuff. So it was just like he was stamped and certified. So right. now I'm working with Wiz. Right. You get what I'm saying? Around what and year? Can you give me that year? Around what year was that? Around this about? Was, I want to say 2007. 2007. Because my daughter, my oldest daughter was just born. Okay. In 2007. Yeah, 2007, 2008. It was around that time. Okay. Understood. I'm writing this down so I can have some reference. Okay, because um, <clears throat> in 2011, I saw a video on YouTube where um, Timbaland had introduced you in his vlog. And so right. had that been that connect? I mean, was were y'all working with each other prior to that? Or was this the moment where he really stamped you as this is the, the guy to look out for type situation? That was the moment he really stamped me because before that, I... I only met Tim a handful of times before that because, you know, he's a he's a big entertainer. So Thanks. I'm not in, in Virginia. Unless he's recording an album there with somebody, we're not going to see him because he's busy. Thanks. So his brother Sebastian was Sebastian. working on a project at the time. You feel me? Shout out my man G-Dub. He was working. Him and Wiz was doing uh, Cruel Intentions. And they we went to go shoot the video for Wobbly in Miami. So, dude, I know because I like through the first. I think I don't know who mentioned me, but I'm pretty sure it was G to his brother. You get what I'm saying? So my first time meeting Tim was on a wobbly video set in Miami, and he was like, "Park place." <laughs> okay, <laughs> nigga, know who I am? Yeah, <laughs> for real. It's yeah. a pop place. Yeah, pop place. Nigga, know who I am? Yeah, and I swear, like on that video set, I it was like I had a big weight lifted off my shoulder because mm. I was like, all right, the work that I'm putting in, he's going, he's going to know about it. Right. You get what I'm saying through his brother because I'm here. He, he ain't going to just have everybody around him. Either. He want to know who everybody is, what they do. You, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
He said, we said you ate like 20 sub sandwiches on the set. No, he's not. Yo, he's not capping with you. I told Wiz, because they were asking me like, yo, why you eating so many sub sandwiches? Because they got these, these sub cater, I think, from Subway. And I told Wiz, Wiz can quote me verbatim. I said, I'm eating for the time that we ain't half shit. I know that. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I'm eating for the times we ain't had shit. So I ate like four, five subs. And I'm like, yo, y'all just gonna let these shit sit yeah. here on the table? <laughs> so, yeah. That was like, that. so that was my Waste first time. Waste not, won't not, not goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> for real. You get me? <laughs> so after meeting him and being stamped by Tim, what happened with your career then? Well, after meeting Tommy getting stamped by Tim, because I got stamped by him like in 2011, and when I met him was in 2009. So between that time, it was a bunch of uh, production work going on with Wiz and and G. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so at the time, I was uh, staying with my boy Jamel, Jay, my brother Jay, and Jay knew I was a dope artist, but Jay knew I didn't have no, I I didn't have an outlet to record. Mm. So in 2009, when I linked up with Jay, he was building a studio. He ended up taking his studio equipment out the studio, taking it to the house, and letting me sleep on and let me sleep on his couch to record any record I wanted to record. All that anytime I, I was good early in the morning, I'm getting it. Like I was on that microphone getting it, right. and actually that's what got me through the door. To G and Wiz to working wow. with him and all that. That so actually is be working, amazing. Yeah. So after Tim stabbed me in 2011, because we was working on his uh, third album, Shot okay. Fight Three. And um, after that, I just thought I was, I thought I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, niggas at, home thought, niggas at home thought I had a million dollars and everything. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, only if y'all knew, I'm oh. still working. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That's nothing on Tim's behalf. Like, he was doing some fucked up shit. Because, you know, every, business is business at the end of the day. Of and course. if you not sign with nobody or or have a manager involved with lawyers and all that shit, your business is your business. Mm-hmm. And so we never had, like, papers and all that shit. It was just that I'm Jimmy Codeine and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was good because I lived in his studio for, like, two years. You get what I'm saying? So it was it was more so uh, 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 um, do you, nigga, <laughs> type thing. <laughs> right. Because he know I was in his studio. You feel what I'm saying? So it was just like I had access to every mixing board in that junk. Every, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, the beat room was where I recorded at the most. So, oh really? Like, That's the one downstairs to the left. When you come in to the left, right? The smaller room, right? Or is that the bigger? Right. Okay. Okay. That's I know the exactly. smallest. Room. Okay. Okay. And A on the other side, because yeah. Wiz at this time, Wiz and them, they they was uh still in Miami. Okay. So I had left Miami and I came back to uh, Virginia because I was fighting the gun charge, like after 2011, after he stamped me, mm-hmm. and I was staying in his studio. Is so that the what you that, went to? Went to jail for? If if you don't mind me asking, is that what is that? Nah. This is something totally different. Okay, don't don't worry about it. You ain't got to explain it. That's just hey, just a question. It's just a question. Oh nah, you good. <laughs> I went to jail for some shit though. 
It's oh. all good. No. <laughs> he said it's, it's all, all good. good. But yeah, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Virgo, what up, Auntie? <laughs> <laughs> she weak in, yeah, the, she in the comments. <laughs> she, she know that. Hey, that's what I was like. My aunt, she knows she's there. Mm. So how would you describe your sound? Man, my sound. You know, I always get hit with that question, and I never have a direct answer for anybody because it's like give me sound, give me one I, word that you would describe your sound as. Hmm. Both. <laughs> I said pop in some life. F O V. They know what time it is. I know Both. that's right. <laughs> That was a good one. You got me. <laughs> so that, where did you even get that portion? And so first of all, your name, is that your real, like your government name? Or is this just your, your rap name? That is my rap name. Your rap people name. Know me, yeah. People know me as Two-Face. People know me as Face, Coding, uh, Mark, Lil Mark. Dirty rice. I got hundreds of names. <laughs> so how <laughs> did Jimmy Codeine stick? And where did it come from? Give us a little bit of background of, of where your name came from and, and how it stuck. In 2009, I was helping my bro, uh, Jamel, move into a new spot from his old spot. And I was popping hella perks and shit because I had got shot later, like uh, early on that year. And um, so as I'm popping these perks, I was I started singing this song. Or what made me start singing Jimmy Cozier? Sometimes I love her. Sometimes that I remember her. That was my shit. Oh. So as I'm singing that song, matter of fact, I think it was on the radio on a U-Haul. When I heard it, I'm about to pop this perk, and I'm hearing this song. His name was Jimmy. Cozy, yeah, and I said, my, my, I changed my name to Jimmy Coding, and that was it. That was it. You was about to listen, kids. It's okay. You don't, don't do drugs, but you were nah, popping. No, don't do them because I, I definitely don't do them. You were popping a perk, and you said, my name is about to be Jimmy Coding, and that's Jimmy it. Jimmy Coding. And when I told Wiz and them, they went nuts. They he said, said he never knew it. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he never knew Jimmy. It came from oh, that's me, the story. Me, Jimmy Cody. Because I came in the studio. Like, I, I was so hot. Like, yo, my name's Jimmy Cody. Bro. Like, yo, Jimmy Cody. That's it. That's my Put name. niggas is sweet, nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Body of niggas. <laughs> you feel me? So that was it. It, it just stuck with me after that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's definitely catchy. Because I feel like Jimmy Cody, that sounds like. That sounds like some stuff you drink. It's red, but you know, don't you know? Don't don't quit. Don't quit. Nah, I definitely don't condone drugs. Don't do no, that. No, for sure. For sure. That's yeah. Like, I tell people, people, because people ask me why you call yourself Jimmy Coding if you don't drink it. Because I said that's how my flow is, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like it's more of like it's more like coding. You feel? Right. What, you feel what I'm saying? Right. I don't make top and screw music, but I can take you on a ride with this shit. Ooh. So. I had to switch it because it was like I really wasn't pouring up all the fucking time. It's Fact. not my thing. Fact. You get what I'm saying? I drank, I actually drank some shit called Kratom. And it does the same thing that codeine can do, but it's the leaf. Oh, 
Mm, I'm a connoisseur of the leaf, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood lights coming soon. Um, so, <laughs> so walk us through the process of your. First of all, let's walk us through your day, the day in the life of Jimmy Codeine, and then also. When you go to the studio, what do you like to do? What is your like? Because, you know, people like to light candles. They like to listen to, you know, certain things. They like to do things. Give us yeah. a, a walkthrough of the day in the life of Jimmy Codeine. Man, the day in the life of me is kind of crazy. Like, because I'm a father of four. Yep. I have my oldest daughter, 14. My, my second daughter's 12. And my youngest, my youngest two is five and three. Mm. So my oldest two live in Virginia and my youngest two are with me here, uh, me and my wife. And um, the day for, like, with me is like, get up. I got to check my son's sugar because he's a type 1 diabetic. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So check his sugar, make sure his sugar level's right. Breakfast, get him to school, uh, come back, make sure my wife and my daughter good. Mm. And the house is taken care of because I'm, I'm kind of like a, uh, my wife said I got like months and because I like to clean a lot. It's like, because <laughs> I, re- I report mostly out the house. So going to like to report and shit, like after I handle like my day-to-day stuff, like work and all that stuff, I come home and I got to have that area clean wherever I'm, I'm recording at in that studio. Where I'm at, I have to clean that area. I ain't lighting candles and all that stuff. That's not, I don't care about all that. <laughs> um, I just have to have a clean area. Right. That's it. When I start recording, because you know they say clean, cleanliness is next to godliness, and my thing is I can, whenever the house is clean, I can really think. Mm. Whenever I'm in a clean environment, I can think. If I'm in a junky ass studio, it's gonna be hard because I'm thinking somebody about to run through this bitch in a minute and stick a couple niggas up. You feel Thanks. what I'm saying? Thanks. So, yeah, day in the life for me is just, like, um, taking care of the children, checking on my daughters, making sure they're good. Like, before we even had this, we were on the phone discussing stuff because mm. they getting older. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, I may not look like it, but I'm 30. I just turned 34. So it's like, yes, yeah, on I the 13th, know. right? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to you. I'm Happy belated Friday birthday. Oh, appreciate you, appreciate you. I just Friday the oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was born Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Maybe that's what God was trying to do: take you through things and, and you know make you you come off on top. <clears throat> you know that's, that's kind of what my uh my life path number thing. Mm. So I say I read all my benefits and everything because I'm a life path of four, and it's so crazy. Me and my son, we don't have the same exact birthday, but he's also a four. Mm-hmm. So it's like other people are for like Will Smith and other Tupac and so on and so on and Oprah and those people like that. Yeah. And it's like, um, man, it says that you're going to with with me because it tells you a lot about your, your traits and all that stuff. And it hits you head on yeah. with this numerology stuff. And it basically told me, like, have patience. Yeah. That's probably why I got this baby face because I don't look like the age I am. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like have patience. Whatever you're supposed to have, you're going to have it. Yeah. Because it's, it was hundreds of times, even when I went so hard to the point to try to reach something and get it, I went past the point of even getting it because I was just going so hard. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just like 
it got overlooked and then it was never done again. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just got to chill, have patience. Yeah. So my life and my day-to-day thing is just having patience and taking care of my family. FOE, family over everything. Because if sure. they ain't straight, ain't nothing straight. And that's real. And speaking of family, um, how was your support? How was your support going into becoming an artist, and how is your support now? Man, my support was dumb, stupid. Like my my family was always pushing for me to do music. Yeah, my like all my cousins, all of them. Like even my cousin, like my cousin Nina, she used to tell me, she used to tell me to sing and rap before Drake actually did. So, like. They always been supportive. They know how I felt about music. Like they, everybody knew how I felt about music. Right. Even dealing with certain crews I was dealing with. You feel what I'm saying? I still consider them fans. They know how how I felt about music. Right. That's why. I, that's how I got swept under their wing. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. of music. Yeah. So anybody that I ever had a friendship with, it was because of music. Mm. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that has been supporting you and um, that is going to continue to support you throughout your journey. Um, and talk about your newest album that you dropped, Three Foe. Yeah, I don't know three exactly. Four. Yeah, Three Foe. I said Foe. Listen, don't don't judge me. <laughs> Give us a breakdown of the album when you dropped it. How many songs were you? You know, got the idea. You know, pretty much from the be- from the beginning to the end process of the album. Man, I got I have so many songs I can throw out projects overnight if I want to. Wow. But I learned I learned this thing from um from a OG a OG I consider an OG. His name is Brian Williams Birdman. When you plan something, you can see that shit through all the way. So like stacking up records is like stacking up money. Yeah. So I always have something in the can I can throw out. I really thought with this project because it's like I don't really have so many songs with my brother mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying but I got songs with me mentioning them or I have like one or two songs with them and that's been because of the lack not even gonna say the lack of my responsibility it's just that everybody's so busy you yeah. get what I'm saying we're not kids life, no more life. so it's like with that project I was like yo I need something out on my birthday because when I get the most love, first of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, I just need something representing home right quick. And I had a couple songs that I was doing that I wanted to put on this um, project that I was like, man, these things sound like they, it's for the, it's for the neighborhood. Right. And that was uh, songs I did with Wisdom and my homeboy D-Rock and J-Roll. And not J-Roll, but uh, King Muggsy, my boy Webb. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I got to put this thing together for the block, man. And I call it threefold because if you look on the album cover, it's a line going like those are the Park Place streets. Those are some of the streets on the cover. Oh, right. Shit. Mm-hmm. And it's red. But if it was highlighted, you'd really be able to see it. Where that line start from. Mm-hmm. That was my house. Oh, next to, next to my house is Marco House, Mercy House. Uh-huh. All the way down on that line. To that block, that corner, is the corner I used to hustle at all the time. So right there on that side street, Omahandro, I have Fat Man name right there. That's my brother right there. We used to do that too. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like I got every, I have Dope Man. It's like, I'm not, it's, this is old shit, so nobody's going to jail for this shit. But it's like, <laughs> this is, that's how it was set up. 
So all the names that I got up there, these are places that I went right there around that area. So when I was in Park Place, I was in Park Place. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was just more so from that line. That's why I hustled it. You get what I'm saying? I yeah. go leave from that block acting like a nice young little educated kid. Like I just came from school because my cousin stayed there. Mm-hmm. I would go hustle on that block all day and go back home like I just came from goddamn baseball practice or something. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? With the pencil still in my ears and shit like that. And then it became this thing where my mama just knew. <laughs> so... You feel me? So, yeah, yeah that's, that's threefold. Threefold is, is the block, 34th, the block I lived on, 440 okay. West 34th Street. So, you know, FOE, four. Four is a pop place thing. Everybody in pop place is a four. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's mm-hmm. like, you'd be Mark Four, Poop Four, Tone Four. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody's a four, almost like the ASAP mob. So, it was just like threefold. That's what, that's what it is. That's crazy. Yeah, the way it works out perfectly is just phenomenal. You know, just, it's just like I would have never, you know, looked at it the way and unless you explained it and I actually lived it with you to know it. But yeah, it's definitely dope. And I was just like, damn. This is really, really. And how many songs do you have up there? I have 10 on the original layout, but I got into the situation where I thought I could I could uh, squeeze one past the, uh, the publishing company and they kind of it. was like, oh, gotcha. you got nine. So, <laughs> so on the SoundCloud thing I put out, I got nine songs up there, mm-hmm. but I think um, when I drop it on Spotify and uh, iTunes and stuff, I'm going to have the original 10 up there. Mm-hmm. So I got 10 songs on this jank. Jank. Yeah, <laughs> you said jank. That's yeah. a normal, that's a normal thing if y'all don't know. That's a VA thing if y'all don't know. That jank. That's why I be, I, be, I be trying to tell these niggas too. Like people be saying sick man and all that. Hey, bro, that's Virginia that's shit. That's Virginia shit like, all sick, day. But niggas riding around with sick man. That's my sick man right there. And he got a strap on him for real. Like yeah. <laughs> we, we are a melting pot, believe it or not, of artists and right. talent of just you know photographers videographers uh, uh oscar winners uh, it's, it's just the list goes on and um right. with that also being said how do you do you feel that virginia has a major hub or could have a major hub like the atlantas or the la's or the the you know the dc's new york stuff like that yeah we got it we got it we got it already it's, it's, it's most it's kind of like it's underground like it's like I ain't even gonna go that route because that's say, I can say some shit that are yeah. But if these people stop playing around because like with Pharrell doing like come on we need that we need it Thanks. because you you look at it since I was a a young dude on the blocks and all that shit with my homeboys it was like we ain't had no damn outlet. Thanks. They took our centers they took the centers away they took the boys and girls club away they took all the fun away from from us. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And so it was just like. What do we have now? They start taking all the clubs away after niggas got start getting shot at them. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like, what do we have? You feel what I'm saying? But you know that amongst each other because I always knew who you were. You feel what I'm saying? And it was just like, you know who Sebastian is. Yes. You know who a couple people is. It's like we all connected on yes. this web yes. of music, but it's not so pushed to the main front where it needs to be at. Okay. And I... I'm not going to say it's a lack of responsibility from, from anybody. 
It's just the way Virginia is structured mm. with a whole bunch of other BS behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not so more so of, oh, man, this is a big entertainer. He need to be doing this. He need to be doing that. The nigga do. You feel what I'm saying? But you just don't know. But it, it, it's like, it's, 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 it, Man, you know what it is. <laughs> I know. Straight, they got to get their foot off our neck. Straight, get them fucking feet off our neck, man, and let us do our thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's for it. sure. <laughs> you think like, you know what they it is. They get They don't want no entertainment there. They don't give us no... Afro like, no and fast gone. Um, Come on, else? man. Where am I getting my sticker cane from? Where am I getting that turkey leg? Where am I getting that turkey leg from? Where is the turkey? You feel what I'm saying? Water sacks. So like, man, those things, those, those things were huge. Yeah. Especially for us, man. So it was just like, man, what do we have besides slinging, like, not going to say slinging on these blocks, but hanging amongst each other and building yeah. something of our own. But yeah. when we do it, y'all think we a fucking gang. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't start the whole white tee era. None of that shit. We hot. We wearing a white t-shirt. We <laughs> not a gang. We not a gang. Niggas ain't trying to spend money for real. They trying to wear that white t-shirt, go to the club, and spend it on a two hundred dollar bottle. That's what. That's what niggas trying to do. Uh oh, your your audio for real is cutting out. Your visuals and audio is cutting out just a little bit. That you feel me? So it was just more so, man. Like. Man. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Uh oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. This damn Instagram. Uh oh. Make sure I'm good. I can hear you, but your um your video is kind of choppy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so like that one, man, I think it, it can, it, it, it's a lot that can be done, but first, people got to get their foot off our neck. Facts. You feel, you feel me? Facts. Because, like you said, it's a lot of clubs that, that were here and just shut down. And, you know, because sometimes, you know, I get definitely say we, we don't know how to act sometimes. Uh-oh, what happened? Oh, no. What happened? We lost you. No, Jimmy Codeine. Uh-oh. See, Instagram doing that shit again. So Hollywood, the podcast, just shut it on down. But it's all good. We're going to go back live. And we almost know what is happening. And we were just at the end of the podcast. You see, this is what happens when things like this go on. And I do apologize, you guys. We just lost all the video to Jimmy Codeine. Um, But we will get him back up here in just one second. I don't know what happened. Look at this. It's all good, y'all. We're going to get him back up here. They finished the end of the episode Jesus it just stopped you know when you start talking about stuff 
Yeah, I can hear you. The whole video okay. just has, just shut down. So I, I still have the audio, but I will not have the beginning of the video. So just bear with me. I do apologize for that. Instagram just said, nope, you don't want to get this good information. We're going to shut you down, lady. Oh, man, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but we were talking about um, how Virginia was and just, you know, how people should get, get their foots off our necks because we definitely right. have Virginia talent and just every right. everybody comes through Virginia. Like, we're in songs. We're like... So it's no denying that we don't have the talent and just, you know, the people. It's just, I don't know where the disconnect lies. And so we just, something something just has to give, for real. Yeah, man. I think, man, we, we it's shit, yo. It's like, you, it's like I want to be political about it, but then it's like, I'm like, fuck it at the same time. Yeah. Like I said, they got to get their foot off our necks. It's like, you got to see some old black businesses around there. You got to see a lot of stuff going on and independently we got to become strong because my thing was I left Virginia after like, I'm not even going to say the whole, the temp situation because it, it never stopped or whatever, but it was like after being in temp studio and recording and recording and recording, mm-hmm. I had responsibilities at the same time, my two daughters. So it was like once I couldn't get a job in Virginia, Virginia was no more good for me. Mm. Although I didn't want to leave what I had there. You get what I'm saying? Because all my family was there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, man, but I, without leaving and to go seek better or find better, I'm not going to be able to support my child. I might as well be in jail. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that was my main thing for even leaving Virginia was to go find a job mm. at Goodwill. <laughs> but I started at Goodwill. Wow. Great. In Miami. You get what I'm saying? And it was like, I still got all these musical ties that I had. I had them the whole time, but the whole time it was just like, this music shit ain't going to come cheap. You got to work hard if you want to do it. And you got to take it in your own hands. But nigga, you need a job. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, I, I just think that independently, we, we really need to come together. Like, even the big dogs the head honchos that's from Virginia, even if they organize something and put something together, yo, niggas will come, bro. Hell yeah. Niggas gonna flood that shit. Like, the, something in the water, I still hurt to my stomach because I was not there. Mm. I was not there. And it was because I had issues going on in uh, Florida. I was about to transition from Florida to, to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I had a, a, a big situation going on, but it's just like, yo, if more of that can happen we 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 want to evolve we're going to be everywhere right. because we already everywhere right you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. we are the influencers if you look at it yeah we we the producers For we sure. the voices we all that For and sure. I'm, I'm i'm and i'm not saying that on an arrogant uh from an arrogant perspective i'm just saying that it starts with those head honchos if somebody say who's the best producer in the in the in the league right now or who's who's just the top dog they're going to say Straight Tim for real. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Along with, and it's just like that's it. Like Dre and not not Dre, but not Dre, but Tim and for real alone. Those sounds. That's Virginia. Yeah. So when I used to, when I used to hear people say like we didn't have a sound, I used to. Uh oh, your audio went out. <clears throat> People, people calling me and yeah. <laughs> yeah, people calling me and everything. But yeah, our sound sound is like Tim and for real. Yeah, 
Like, that's our sound right there. For sure. For sure. Mm. So we are coming to a close. However, I want to um, ask a couple more questions and then we're going to do our shout out social media last words. And like I said, I apologize for the video dropping. Whatever Instagram just went through, it just shut everything down. Oh, no, nah, you good. They hate on me every time. Thank you. <sighs> Every time you start talking great shit about some shit, they just want to come and just say, nope, snatch it on down. Be like, but I still have the audio. So we, <clears throat> we are good. We don't, you know what I mean? But we can always do it over. We can definitely do that. Yeah, we can definitely but, do it over. Cause I, I want you to have that information. And there's so much that was skipped over because it's like in between those years from working with them yeah, and working with Wiz and all, and those, any, anybody that I was working with, it's a lot that passed that's happened. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because when I moved to Miami, it wasn't, we still recording the same and we, things were different. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like everybody strays their own way. Right. So me, I went to, to uh, work with, I was working with uh, Jazzy for a minute because whenever she had studio sessions, sessions or whatever like that, mm-hmm. she just tell me to come through. You get what I'm saying? So, she had this jank with uh when she was working with Polo. And Polo was doing work for Birdman at the time. Mm-hmm. My first session going in that room, freestyle. Freestyle Birdman, whole shit. So mm-hmm. it's just like Yeah. That's what like this this shit right here, this is not nothing I ordered off the line. This is this is hand given to me. So there's there's no clout taking shit with me. You none of that shit. I don't even like going out taking pictures for real. None of that shit. Like people used to call me anti-social and said I had to. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's just up to me. I stay in the background all day with my family and just chill right. and get my money that way. Because I never really cared about being on big platforms where people see me and see what's going on in my life every day. Because my life is real. Right. Like I said, I got a type one diabetic. As my that's my son. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like my life is real. Yeah. Like I don't take shit for granted. I'm out here working hard. I'm always gonna continue to work hard, but I just do everything from an independent standpoint. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. so you know they say you do it independently. It's gonna take some time, but it'll work out. Big facts. So I, I mean, be I patient. Just like you've been, like right. just be patient. You know <laughs> I gotta be patient. I can't rush this shit. So it's like even if I'm sixty and my EP drop and that shit go platinum, y'all niggas gonna get this AARP, my nigga. So <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I know that's so, right. So, uh, <laughs> can you leave the culture or this thing called entertainment with a word of advice from Jimmy Codine? Word from uh, of advice mm-hmm. for me is read, read. Every blood clot team. Read. Read, read, read. Yeah. If you don't read, trust me. Everything out here that this box that everybody's stuck in, this time cap, you're gonna be fucked up for life. Mm. Straight up. Because without reading, trust me, your life's gonna get taken advantage of. Fact. And that's not from a music standpoint, that's from any standpoint. Like, not to keep talking about this situation, uh child support. I don't talk about it a lot, but I talk about it a lot my my, my peers mm-hmm. because it's a, it's something that kind of brought me down for a minute. It mm-hmm. didn't just bring me. It was other my father. What you get? What I'm saying? Yeah. And it was a system that was set up so 
when I say read, I say read because I went back and I actually got myself off of all that shit because through, uh, it's not judicial by nature. Child support is done under the color of law. So if you're on child support, you go fight their ass in civil court and get your money back mm. with 18 USC 241 and 18 USC 242. Conspiracy against rights and deprivation against rights. So yeah, I'm a self-taught lawyer too, nigga. So <laughs> on some real G shit, it's like, I just say read. Right. Read, read, read. Because whatever lane you in, if you don't read and you present it with some type of work, some paperwork, you fucked over. And that's real. So read, 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 and take care of your responsibility. That's it, man. Facts. So we're going to get on to the top five, which is five questions. I have four questions today, actually. Um, okay. <clears throat> catered to you. So top five producers you'd like to work with. Wisdom. <laughs> okay that's my bro that's my brother forever Wiz Wiz will always have a top five spot in my forever so okay Wisdom Shorty Red mm-hmm. Shorty Red so Wisdom Shorty Red him Dre and um Woo! Damn. Got one more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my top five. <laughs> 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 my top five. Uh, Tim, Drake, Pharrell. Ah, you got it in before the buzzing. All right. Top five artists you'd like features from? Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. It's hot fire. Um, features, yo. I like. Rest in peace, man. I wanted a feature from Dolph. Mm. That was one of the top features I wanted. I still want a feature from Project Pat. Ah, uh, we can uh, work on that. I can definitely work on that. That's my dog right there. Project the Pat fought with Pat. He, like, man, when he get in that studio, man, he sound like every bit of himself. I said, Jesus Christ, <laughs> my Lord and Savior. He said, Peta. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm out of this bitch. Like when I first heard him in the studio and he, he'll hear the song and he'll write it in his, his phone and he'll go up there and spit it and sound it, sound just like he would any other day and then walk up out the studio. I was just like, bro, right. you just, that's how you do it, my nigga? Like. I, let's break Pat this up, bread. Man. Yeah, Pat. I said. Damn. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Young Dog Project Pat. Young Jeezy. Mm. Gucci. Mm. And um. Yo, who else? Don't give me the dog. Give me the. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't want to say jiggle, but jiggle, my nigga. Jiggle, my motherfucking nigga. All right. Um, yeah. Top five artists in your city you would like to work with or from the Norfolk area or, yeah, I'll say Norfolk. Hampton Roads, Hampton Roads. I, I want to put it in Norfolk. Hampton Roads. Man, Hampton Roads. I'm going to say, um, what my nigga name for? Uh, Alondo. Uh, uh, What's his name, yo? I think it's Alondo. Alondo from uh Tidewater Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause my 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 family from there too. My cousin is from there too. Uh, Real and Pete. Uh, Alondo, Alondo, Yarn, mm-hmm. 
Crazo, mm. Batman, and Roblox. All right. Top five moments in your career. <laughs> Top five moments in my career. Uh, when I when I worked with Tim for the first time. When I walked, when I flew to Miami, when they flew me down to Miami, and I worked with Tim for the first time. Um, the second one is when. I went to the strip club in Miami because that was my first time. In Virginia, we don't really have them. Man, and- listen, <laughs> that shit have changed your goddamn life, honey. Listen, <laughs> I was like this. <laughs> and I'm then the girl, man. Pole Assassin, came on. I remember it like it was yesterday. Pole Assassin. I sat back there and I felt like I was in Get Out. Like I said, oh my God, this girl, she, it, Google her and you'll see exactly what I'm doing. Mm, listen. Man, I, that, yeah, my, yo, that, Go yeah, ahead. that's my second one. Cause <laughs> being in that strip club, it changed me. Cause right before niggas start giving out the code, saying that that's what niggas did was go to the strip club and play their music. Yep. I heard Ace Hood shit in there when it dropped and that was hustle hard went fucking crazy. crazy that's what made me fall in love with the record i said yo when that record come on don't hoes try to flip out the roof i said i want my record to do that so it's like yo hanging on shit that don't need to be hung on why are you bro, up there I'm like yo you gonna you fall you better have a parachute on the hill so it's yeah. like yo that was it the second time with that one um i want to say Actually, when Tim told me I made the Shot by Three album, mm. yeah, he said he he walked in and said, "Yo, you made the album," and I ain't never been done before. He told me so. When he said I made the album cut, it was a wrap. <laughs> it was a wrap. Then I felt like I had a million dollars. Right. I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> but that was the third one right there. Okay, we got two more. The fourth one is when I bumped heads and almost. Uh, came into blows with motherfucking Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, big head ass Dennis Rodman, tall ass. <laughs> <man. laughs> yeah, it was that some birthday party, and um, uh, man, Rodman was in there tripping. He came in there tripping first of all, cause he just—I don't know—he just looked like to me. It was just like, nigga, what are you doing here? <laughs> so. Like, not paying it no mind, like, it's Dennis Rodman. I'm not going to try to step in anybody's way because at some party, it was a lot of guests there. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm definitely right. going to try to not defend nobody. Right. So my boy Attitude, <laughs> Attitude introduced me to Dennis Rodman. And when Dennis Rodman saw that I was drinking a sh- some champagne, he asked me what it was. And I told him it was more wet. Mm-hmm. But the bottle was unpopped. So being that he's a legend that he is, because nigga played with Jordan, I was like, yo, you want it? Like, I ain't even popped it yet. But I got got it from the bar or whatever. The nigga took the bottle. He looked at the bottle and just despised everything about me. The nigga took the bottle, looked at the (laughs) bottle, threw the bitch down at the bar mat, bit down, because I'm 5'8". That nigga like (laughs) 12'12". So he bit down and said, what? And I'm looking like, they ain't got to be so many. 
Like, and, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to crank this nigga. Yeah. So as I'm turning around, I'm about to go back. Petey Pablo grabs me and tell me, say, remember, that nigga's a legend. And I'm like, man, look, man, fuck all, fuck all fuck that. Fuck all that. Like, yeah. The pop place was coming out. The, the nigga was coming yeah. to get <laughs> So, um, and another one was um, when Wiz, and I, I always call, I say it's a part of me because the up, up, and away beat for Wayne, mm-hmm. it was mine before it was Wayne. So, yeah. So, this what happened. I was working on Tim's bus, and Wiz, I always say the story went the other way, but it did. Trust me, it did. But I was on the uh, bus, on the tour bus working on Tim's day. He got the studio on the bus. He was mm-hmm. down in Miami. And as I'm working, Wiz come on the bus and was like, yo, Tim want me to submit three beats to give the give to him so we can submit to Wayne. And I'm working on the Up, Up, and Away. I think I was working on something else, and the Up, Up, and Away jank. I had in rotation because I just clicked off that profile mm-hmm. and went into something else. And I said, um, shit, give him this one. You get what I'm saying? Because it, it was, it was kind of, it was slowed up a little bit mm-hmm. because the way Wayne did it, the up, up and away, it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like that. Right. So I told Wiz like, here, give, give him this one. I, I bet, well, I, I'm telling you not. Three days later, so I see Lil Twist when I come off the studio, but Lil Twist said, hey, man, Wayne tore up them beats y'all gave him, like that other beat, like he crushed that shit. And I said, for real? So when Twist told me that, I went and told Tim. And from there, that's when I found out that it was up, up in the way. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I was like, when, I, when that nigga dropped the deluxe and I saw that, I said, yo, my nigga made it, bro. Like, it's really about choices out here in decisions. I'm like, yo, I'm glad I said submit that shit. But, bro, that was like, when I seen my nigga get on, that was like, yo, that's my brother right there. I just watched his struggle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We so that was a real big highlight to me. Wow. Shout out to you for that alley-oop and slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, oh my gosh. So we have to we have to close out the show now. Oh, um oh, but we're going to do our shout out social media last words and I have one final question for you which is the question of the day. So you can go ahead and give your shout outs where they can follow you and anything that you have working on or anything that you're working on or anything that you would like to leave them with. Man, I want to shout out Nuffle, man, cuz it's like they they raised me, Nuffle raised me. You feel what I'm saying? I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey. But that's Nuffle is all I know. You get what I'm saying? Shout out Nuffle. Shout out all of my brothers, Fat Man, got their roadblock, Mercy, Tutu, Pukanoo. Like everybody on the block, you name them, everybody, the Melissa Squad, shit. I can't, that's so many of the fucking names. Right. Uh, Wisdom, <laughs> my, bro, my brother Wisdom, Ease, goddamn St. Laurent, my nigga, that's uh, Ease, Webb, goddamn J. Roy, all my niggas in Memphis, goddamn, like, yo, yeah, Wiz is amazing. He, ain't the, he made this for everybody. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? All my yeah. niggas that's fucking with this right here, goddamn Bird. All them niggas, man. Like, anybody that's ever gave me a chance to go in there and do what I do. You feel what I'm saying? And anybody that's ever supported me. 
uh, rest in peace to my niggas, uh, my nigga Ghetto. Ghetto, he, like, when I say I've been a squad on my block, he was the main nigga who took me under his wing and showed me how to really get some money. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, rest in peace to a lot of niggas, man. Like, man, I gotta, my shit is a movie. My shit is a movie. Like, I give niggas that good, sad shit. That's why I don't like to talk about a lot of pain in my songs and shit. Mm-hmm. Because my shit is really a sad story. And I'm not giving niggas that shit. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's not, I don't... my it's opening my, my, back wounds. and Yeah, you know I don't mean? want my frequency on that shit. Mm. So it's just, that's why I try to stay with a lot of club records and shit like that. Or something that I can just turn up to. But shout out to everybody, man, who ever believed in me, man. And uh, my mama. Mama D, you know. <laughs> um... Man, my sister Marquita Tosh Weez. Shit, my cousin Nene. You say your everybody. sister? Your sister's name what? Marquita and Tosh. <laughs> my oh, name. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's cr- <laughs> that, that was like, wait, okay. See? Yo, man. man. I'm telling you, everybody, who else can I name, man? <laughs> yeah. Paul like, Play, Tywater Park, Paul Smoke, Park, Young Park. Yes. Like, my name is, like, my last name is embedded in them streets. Yes, and also, sir. Like, my mom was six years old when uh, her father's best friend shot her father in front of her. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And was about to cap my grandma until my mama did something and said no. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is Cherry Pot. Like, my last name has been, we known through that bitch. So it's just like anybody who's ever given anybody in my family a chance to be great, thank you. And I shout out to you all. You get what I'm saying? If you was if you was a part of their life or whatever, thank you. If you was a part of my life, thank you. You get what I'm saying? And my social media is uh on Instagram is just Jimmy Codeine, J I M M Y C O D E A N. Um, Facebook is the same thing. And I want to shout my wife out too, man. Cosmic Chloe, that's my baby. Like, yo, without her, trust me, y'all probably wouldn't be talking to me right now. <laughs> I know that's right. Hello. That's my rock. That's my wife. That's my baby right here. That's black love. Hashtag black love. Yeah. My (laughs) kids. Oh, my my baby. Definitely. Uh, Jayana, Jakaya, Princeton, Piper. You know, it's like, damn. Whoever else I can give a shout out to. Shit. Paul, everybody got down. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. But I. I appreciate Everybody. it. I appreciate it. So last but not least is the question of the day and we're going to get up out of here. What bothers you about the industry and what would your solution be to fixing it or at least helping to fix it? What bothers me about the industry is that these niggas still pulling that uh, 48 laws of power shit. Mm-hmm. Keeping niggas up under you and shit because you scared what of what they're going to be. You get what I'm saying? Like, when niggas can restructure that shit and stop being so big-headed, then everything will be cool. You get what I'm saying? Because all that keeping niggas up under you shit ain't going to rock. Niggas got family to feed, and at the the end of the day, you can't give your children another man's company. Facts. So if them niggas can ponder on that shit a little bit, then they'll get what what angle we coming from. Right. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. That's that. Mm. Well, I appreciate you for stopping by So Hollywood the podcast. Um, anytime you want to come back, you know, let me know. We can schedule something else. I want to get you in the green right. room to perform too. Whenever you come back to Virginia, because oh, you know I got another, 
another segment called um the green room <clears throat> where i get like right, entertainers dope. artists artists or anybody that wants to perform i give them a chance to do to perform and then i also put their song or whatever they're doing on my spotify playlist so i'm trying to give back as much as i can you know with with all of what i'm doing because i'm really embedded in this thing called entertainment i'm 20 right. years in the game I, right. just by looking at me you probably wouldn't know but i've done a lot <laughs> a lot of things i've i've broken records i've modeled i've been behind you know i've done it all so this is my passion and that's what i'm saying like that's why i said like i've i've known about you for a long time wow. just like i know like with samandy and everybody else yeah. like everybody we all doing our fucking thing breaking records silently but it's just not yeah, I guess that's why everybody from Virginia is so laid back. Yeah. Because everything we do is kind of under the radar. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, a, for sure. I got a resume that I look. I'm like, page two, <laughs> page three. <laughs> page for four. For real, though. Like, God damn, what else? <laughs> my nigga? No, but this platform was created for, for people to really get out there and be heard and also just another ther like a therapy session because at the end right. of the day a lot of people don't get to talk as comfortably as you know they they should and as they need right. to and be themselves and so you know it just <clears throat> it, it gives you a raw uncut feeling and so that's why I created this thing um called so hollywood the podcast and i really appreciate you for coming through shout out to wisdom shout out to timbaland oh. shout out to va as a whole cuz we going to get it one way or another Yep. We're not looking right at no handouts. <laughs> so make sure you um, follow the podcast page. So Hollywood podcast, follow me in my SS Hollywood three one three. And if you want gotcha. to be a guest, go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Once again, I apologize because the video cut out on us, but we do have the audio. I will be uploading it. Um, I'll probably op upload it tonight, if not by Wednesday, because I normally drop all my audio that I do on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. So Right. But yeah, I All appreciate right. it. And if there's anything else that you'd like to say, go ahead and say it now. If not, we're going to leave them. Peace up in A-Town down. Man, I hope everybody have a, a, a great year going out into the year 22. But I also want everybody to not surround yourself with that box of coming up with resolutions and shit. Because at the end of the day, you just got yourself in the box mm. of this 12-month shit that go on. It's a repeated cycle and the money is made for the big people all the time. So start your business. I don't give a fuck if you're growing weed. I don't give a fuck if you're selling guns. I don't give a damn if you're still selling crack, nigga. Invent, I mean, invest into some shit for your family and leave them something. Straight up. And make sure you get life insurance because without it, you're fucked. Big facts. And you can go for and get real. that right now because I got one on my son. And, and yeah. <laughs> It's like that. But we about to get up out of here. Make sure you follow Jimmy Codeine on Instagram across the board. Follow me, MISS Hollywood 313. So Hollywood yeah, yeah. Podcast. And shout out to Fred. Fred and Dexter. <laughs> this, this is actually a mixtape cover that I'm on too. DJ Finesse. He's in, he's in New York. Yep. So listen, when I tell when I tell you I've been there and done that, I got the t shirt, rode the ride, got the listen. It's <laughs> you see that Norfolk coming out. I ain't even from Norfolk when I rep it so hard. You know what I mean? I'm originally from Detroit, so. Oh, from Detroit. Yeah, man. I just found out that because uh, I did a DNA test or whatever that told me uh, I shared paternal lineage with Pharrell Ramsey or whatever, wow. and. 
I've just found out that my great granddad was from Detroit. Like he lived in Detroit. Listen. Yeah. Let me find Crazy. out we related on the low. <laughs> we might be shit. I'm telling you, it's a small world. It is. Small world. But thank you again. We could talk on Thanks. and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we about to get up out of here. VA, peace up, A Town down. I don't know how to hey, do it because I always get it backwards. Already. But you are oh, ready. Man. You get <laughs> Well, I, I make it like the Mason sign and it's, shit when I do the VAJ. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's all you're doing. All right, but I do have to leave y'all with a sound bite. Because I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Trey. Yes, sir, Ski. VA all day. Peace up, A-Town now for real this time. Right. Thank you. All right. Peace. 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 To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.